welcome to the show. We talk about nonprofit video marketing and communications, all with the goal of helping your nonprofit be seen, get funded, and be more helpful to people. This is episode 25. It is March 2023. My name is David. There are several reasons that a nonprofit would hesitate to make videos, and these reasons are very valid. They are fair. Some examples would be that the audience they serve, the clients they serve, are their privacy needs to be protected, or it would be distasteful or exploitative to film them, or they can't get permission or it wouldn't feel right to film them. Another hesitation might be internal. Sometimes leadership feel that they aren't the right person to speak on camera, to speak on behalf of a particular subject. Some comments I've heard are, well, no one wants to see another white guy talking on camera, or who am I to talk about this topic? No one wants to hear from me. You can imagine there are other similar hesitations. Some are related to self-esteem. Some are related to how to do justice to a particular topic. This episode is intended to help you through those hesitations. I'll give you uh, reasons that I think might help you to feel like you can show up on camera and that you can speak on behalf of certain topics. The first part of this is that I believe your organization may speak on most audiences' behalf. You are allowed to appear on camera to speak about certain things, to be a thought leader on certain things. And I don't mean to take advantage of your power or your advantages or your privileges. I mean this in a mutual way. As a nonprofit, you are likely working together with your community uh, and working mutually on a lot of your communications. It's the same with video. So when you appear on camera, you can be the following things to your community. You can be a curator of your community's ideas. You can be a knowledge mobilizer, which many of your nonprofits already are. You can be a storytelling middleman, which means telling stories from your community's perspective, not yours. You can be a representative, and you can be a safe place. It's all in how you speak on camera. It's all in how you, in, in what you present and whether these are your community's ideas or your ideas, you can sort of in your tone and your choice of words generate this safe place, even though it's in the form of a video. And look, you're already doing it. People already trust you. So you, in that position of trust, have the opportunity to open up the channel to invite others in. Maybe it starts with you speaking on camera, but as you become comfortable with it, 
And as you develop a new channel or as you develop a community around video viewership, you can start bringing in people as guests. And since your organization has been doing this for 5, 10, 20, 30 years in other forms and other formats of communication, it's no different on video. And inside your audience, you have different segments. They aren't just the people that you serve as clients. There's also your partners. There's also potential donors. There's also other organizations, many of whom it would be relevant for your face to be on camera. So I don't think that video can be thought of as an exclusive channel or a singular way of using it um, to say that we serve a marginalized audience, therefore I may not speak for them, is uh, too single-minded. There are many angles and perspectives, and I think the core foundational thing has to be using your privileges to create community and safe space, and it can be done on camera. The second part, the other part of this advice is that um is for your community your organization can build community around your videos or any other content for that matter by crowdsourcing by asking the community what they want in general communities want to be heard they want to hear about others like them they already know what they want and need. Your organization can find that in the way they comment and interact on social media, in the questions they ask in your emails, in the conversations you have in your, your programs and services and workshops. The information is all there. And when it comes to publishing and digital content, community tend to consider consistency as one of the factors of trust. Show up in a consistent way, a helpful way, a predictable way. So back to asking what they want and crowdsourcing. You can crowdsource stories and experiences and retell them on camera for them. One example of this would be in a, uh, an organization serving survivors of domestic, domestic violence, with their permission, you might record or take notes at a storytelling gathering and reshare these online, of course, without any identifying information. But you see, these stories of survival will be relevant to your online audience. Other forms of community building would be videos that give tips and tutorials. I'm sure all of your nonprofits can think of stuff like that for your unique audience. And of course, you are not strangers to offering resources. You, many of you offer toolkits, PDFs, you can offer videos, too, that walk through certain resources, like here's how you call this particular 
department of the government to get the information you need regarding something about immigration. Perhaps you have news, perhaps you have announcements. You can explain them from their point of view, not, you, not yours. So going to getting on video, it would be better to say, if you are a single parent looking for childcare and you live in this particular region of a city, you will benefit from XYZ, which, be, which would be better than we at XYZ Nonprofit are proud to announce this new childcare program that we built. Aren't we so great? So show up helpful and consistent and predictable, and you will build community. So in summary, I know this is hard. I absolutely know it is hard to show up with your voice or your face on camera, on behalf of a group of people that you feel you might not be suitable to as a representative. Or you might feel like, how can I make videos if I can't film my audience or my clients? The two things we talked about today are, one, you may speak on their behalf. You are a leader in that sector. And as long as it is mutual, as long as um, you are uh, collaborating with your audience and with your community, and as long as you have permission, I think your community would tend to welcome your leadership on video. The second thing we talked about is that you can build community by crowdsourcing. The crowdsourcing part means to ask for content, to give help and tips for uniquely them, to explain things from their point of view. So all of this is just the beginning of it. This is just the permission that I'm giving you, that you can do these things. And now it is important for you to use your advantages and your privileges to uplift others. Start inviting them in to your content. The more confident and comfortable and consistent you are, the more people will likely want to join with you. I know there are cases when it's not possible, but it can be done in many other ways. It can be done without ever needing to put the people that you serve on camera, but you can represent them well and you can let their needs guide your content. That was episode 25 uh, of March 2023. If you want to connect, I'm on LinkedIn. Just look up David Fu, P-H-U. And my website is nonprofitvideocoms.ca. Um, go look at uh, information about training, workshops, and video production. See you next time.